Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fadero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 358. Damn. And I'm here, as always, with the feverish Fanero, and you heard right. I wasn't even intending on pun, but you you heard you heard right. That's Mr. Dave Wright, FF underscore Spaceman, on, on the Rookie Fever podcast. That intro always pumps me up. Always pumps me up. I'm, it's good to be back, boys. He's not even trying to be punny. <laughs> I'm feeling stellar today, Swags. Almost interstellar. Dave, it's awesome to have you back. It just even like talking to you before the show, it felt like the old days. Um, we we haven't talked all week, and and we planned the show right when we started talking to each other. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> well, here we are. We're going to redraft some of the 2023 class. Um, so. All right, I'll I'll just talk really quick, and then we'll we'll let Dave talk, um, and we'll see what he's been doing. But this is what Dave said we had to mention this on the show. <laughs> so I'm going to do this for Dave really quick, and it probably won't sound as eloquent as when we were talking in conversation. But so we're redrafting these rookies, and one thing that I find challenging in this, and I think all of us do, I think I think anybody that does rankings finds this challenging, and um, is we. Like I try my hardest to rank these guys or draft these guys based on how I feel, not what I feel the trade value would be or the value, should I say. So we're trying to take value away and just do this like how I would want them on my team, though also important. We are not building a, a team. Correct. Um, I, I still feel like it sounded better in conversation before the show. No, I think you explained it well. Like, <laughs> if, if, if we give the listeners a list based on current value, then you could find that anywhere, right? Like that's 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 accessible. We're trying to well, factor I in think, everything else. And I think a lot of times, like in conversation, if you're like on X Twitter or somewhere, if you're anywhere in conversation, even on the podcast, even here today, a lot of times you're like, oh, I've got to take the value here because mm-hmm. X, Y, Z and Elemental P. Yep. And I don't think we're supposed to do that. I think we're supposed to defy value and do it how we feel it should be, how we feel the value should be, whether it is that way or not. But I, I don't know. Welcome back, Dave. Welcome back. <laughs> Dave is with us sick. He's not even, he's under the weather. Quite a bit. Bronchitis, no mask, so I might be sick by the end of the show. <laughs> My flu game, baby. <laughs> but he's got pants on. For now. So far, you never know how these rookie drafts will go. You, you know how a good rookie draft will go. So yeah. there's no promises made. Uh, yep. I, so I talk about value, like trying to be like what other people think about value and how they rank players. I also had trouble with ranking my priors because we all had pretty, you know, we try to have pretty strong, not strong takes, but we're pretty convicted. You know, we have a lot of conviction. We're making these takes and during rookie season and then early in the season, and it's tough to balance that. We're not even through an entire year. 
and let alone sometimes it takes a year or two years for a rookie to mature to, or sometimes it can take three games for a player's value to change or how we think about them to change. So it's really tough to weigh those and not be too overreact, have too much of an overreaction to just a small sample. So that was a big struggle for me as well, besides just dealing with value. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, it's pretty tough. It's tough to rank the rookies on a bye week this week, let alone to have to kind of go through and do all of them. So <laughs> bye week hell. Yeah. This, this is a tough week. So we gave the spaceman the first pick. I mean, and just, yeah, super flex, right? Yeah, super yeah. Flexy, super flexy, yeah. Yeah, and so this one was probably, a lot of people probably didn't think this going into the season, but I'll take CJ Stroud here. He's having a Justin Herbert, Dak, Dak Prescott level impact as a rookie. Uh, he's being really efficient throwing the ball. He's pushing the ball down the field, so he's, and he's making big throws. He's not just dinking and dunking, and he's not turning the ball over a ton. Uh, and that, and you're seeing a huge impact in your fancy teams. I think he's maybe not everyone's one on one, but I think he's definitely my one on one heading into this. I can't. I, I can't feel like he's everybody's one on one. Maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but yeah, I felt like yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I love the pick. That's what I would have done. Yeah, David, it's uh, no excuses needed there. That's uh, Stroud's having one of those seasons as a rookie that's just unbelievable. And and we talk about Stroud maybe more in rookie fever than than any other quarterback in the last five years just because of of his success. I know that um, Herbert also had that amazing rookie success, but Stroud is doing it, in my opinion, with less weapons and just this, even the offensive line, there's a lot of excuses for Stroud, and he doesn't need any of them. I'm looking forward to this week, though, because he might be without Tank Dell. He might be without Noah Brown. I want to see, like, can Stroud do it again with a couple weapons down? Like, I mean, it's been pretty remarkable. Mm. So, and I want to, yeah, I want to stay there for a minute because I want to make sure I, I want to add to that. Fenero doesn't care if he doesn't do it with a lot of weapons. So we're not like saying like, let's see what he can do with nobody. And if he mm-hmm. can't, he sucks. I'm excited. No, I'm excited. Yeah. I think he's going to actually make some people relevant. He's made. I don't, these I don't think relevant. it matters if he has a soft week though, either. Mm-mm. I agree. Dave, how does your, how does CJ Stroud stack up to other quarterbacks, rookie seasons? So I did look at that quickly before we got on here and it and he is efficiency wise he's right there with justin herbert and dak prescott like uh, adjusted yards per attempt measures yards per throw versus touchdowns and interceptions and he's right there it's very impressive and he he's not as accurate as maybe a justin herbert or dak was he, but he's still making the big throws and he's pushing the ball really down the field he's what i and i this is more of a a reaction too is he, a lot of times as a rookie, they're dinking, ducking, they're taking the easy, the read, they're dumping it off the running back. And not that he's not doing that, but he is really making hard throws, difficult throws, big time game winning throws, leading your, your the team back from drives. In, and he's doing it by making plays in the pocket, like invading rushers. And I think that kind of reminds me of that Justin Herbert level season where it was like, it was like this really exciting. Every time you watched him, like, oh, what is he going to do next? And that's what I think when you're watching the red zone, you're like, it's a CJ Stroud update and you're getting excited for it because you're like, what is this rookie getting to do next? And I think Absolutely. that adds to the 101 aspect of him is that it's not just fantasy. He's making a big impact on the Texans in real life, too. Yeah, love it. Really good points. Well, Mr. For that, yeah, for that same reason like at 102. Oh, thank you. Yes, this is old school. This is uh, this is an Amazon rookie fever sweatshirt right here. This is uh, 
we'll call it a prototype. Didn't print very well. Um, <laughs> I like it. It looks. Color let's, I think is, you should call it vintage. Yeah, vintage. That's what that's what you call old things that yeah. sound cool. This is a vintage rookie fever sweatshirt, one of a kind. Cannot find it anywhere else. Good luck. Um, I'm gonna go Anthony Richardson at the 102. Um, I obviously. He was coming into the process, the 101. I think he showed us as a passer even more than we thought we would get in the in the stint that we got. Now, the injury is certainly a concern this early in his career, but he's a young, young quarterback and very athletic. I think he'll be just fine next year. Very excited to see Anthony Richardson next year and get him at 102. All right. I, a little shocker here. I'm not sure I would take Anthony Richardson until the 110. Like, that's how... So Woo! I think that's, and I'm not trying to be hot takey. I he did better than I thought he. I was pretty off Anthony Richardson because I'm a completion percentage and efficiency uh-huh. type snob when it comes to quarterbacks. He definitely looked better than I thought. Like he passed the eye test more than I thought he would when I was watching him play. I think he's a little raw, and I think that left him open to some injuries because mm-hmm. he dealt with another injury besides the injury that knocked him out. So I'm, I'm concerned about that, and that's pretty subjective. So I'm not, I'm not being quite fair there, but. I th- I think we're seeing a really small sample, and I'm and I, and he was exciting as a passer at times, but then he was also really inconsistent. So I I think his the value is there for sure, and people love might even still have him as the one on one. But he, for me, he just I'm not sure he's just not the type of quarterback I like to roster. I think he that's that's kind of for me. He, he's really really reliant on the on the rushing, which is can be shaky if you can't even have an NFL level passer. I'm 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 kind of more with Dave on this, but with a little bit. More, um, hmm, what's the, what am I looking for here? A little bit more like question marks still. Like I, I want, I want it to be for real. Like I get, I want to mm-hmm. be a believer, but I'm, I'm a little bit cautious as well. Just even his playing style and the injuries with his size because he's a big guy, and then it's, uh, it's like Cam Newton without the arm. Like so, I do get a little bit concerned. I don't know, it, but man, I want it to be real. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, short sample said, sizes are scary. There's no doubt. About ten, that. ten would have been tough. I, I don't. I wouldn't have been able to pass him that many times. <laughs> I will say, Fenero let my 102 fall to me, and that's Bijan Robinson. He's, I think, RB ten ish on the season, and. That's with what we feel like is not an opportunity for his talent, getting Tyler Algier the ball a little bit more than we thought. Um, when in this day's NFL, I want some of these like stud rookie running backs on their rookie contracts before they're going for their contract, before they're holding out. Um, I think that we're going to have to deal with that kind of happening a lot with running backs, not to mention like the cam Akers, the dobbins of the rookies that we've seen just not end up producing so to see these guys produce like i want them i want them while they're healthy and young and um i'm taking bajan 103 i feel pretty pretty good about it i'm kind of surprised finero i thought you'd take him i considered it i i really am obviously the highest person on anthony Richardson in the room which is weird because it's uh I was uh, not feeling very good about drafting him so much, though. I traded back from a 102 where I could have gotten him um, to uh, to go for one of the other uh, quarterbacks that fell to me. Um, 
He made me nervous for all the reasons you guys are talking about right now. But I felt like what I saw dispelled a lot of those reasons. And we got to keep in mind, too, like we're probably holding him to a Stroud or Herbert standard. He's still a rookie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you could you could you could be injury adverse. Like that's it's impossible to argue. Like I'm if you're if if if, if a rookie gets injured this early on, it's not good. Like I'm not going to not going to try to like dance around that. But um for somebody that wasn't as high on him as everyone else, when I saw him come out and I saw him do what he did in the NFL and how he affected the NFL and defenses, I was like, give this guy some time and he's going to be really good. And I was actually like, almost like I was wrong about this dude. Like, I think he will be all right. Um, and uh, so I think, yeah, when you hold him to a really high standard, uh, it, it's, 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 it's easy to bump him down. But in a quarterback in super flex. Um, no, I get it. Yeah, I, I have this to is, do that. This is where I would have taken him. Right here at four in like without Mm -hmm. this conversation, like the conversation, I don't know if it'll change a little bit. Just even hearing like the shade from Dave. I mean, and I'm not like trying to be funny, but yeah, it's sometimes that stuff. You're just kind of like, okay, man, like maybe I'm not the only one that's concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe there's more here I want to look at. But right here at four is where I had it. Stroud, Bajan, somebody else. (laughs) <laughs> and then Anthony Richardson is who I was going to take it for here. If I was picking where Dave was, that's how I had it in my like that notes to get ready for the show. I'll add to what Fenero did to follow up talking about, about Anthony Richardson is kind of a little bit more how I feel. I was pretty, a little harsher, like right at one ten. maybe I'll, I'll, I'll take back except me one Oh nine. No. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to be like serious, I think he, he did he did do a lot better than I thought he was because I thought he just was an incompetent passer and he did make some NFL level throws. I think what we're going to have to look for him to be like a real NFL quarterback is to be more consistent and read the defense. And that's tough to ask for a rookie in your first five, you know, three or four starts. Right. So I think there's definitely more to work with than I initially thought. So I will like end on like I'm. I'm excited. There is stuff to be excited about. And he's the type of player where if I have a really bad team, I would like to have him on a really bad team where he could maybe turn that around. But if I have a, if I'm picking and I, I have a, a really solid squad, I think he's really weighing me down where I could go trade him for like some immediate impact value and help me win now instead of just having him on my IR, which is, you can say about any injured player, but sure. I just, I think it's worth adding as well. Who's your 104, Dave? 104 was my 102 heading into rookie drafts, and to have him only bumped down to 103, I feel pretty solid about. Uh, it's Jameer Gibbs. Uh, he's exactly what we'd hoped he'd be. He's an explosive playmaking back with receipt with high end pass catching chops, and I think we're always going to want more rushing volume, but that's okay because he's producing at ex- extremely well for a rookie PPR running back uh, who has competition in the backfield, and he's he's just. He's making big runs consistently, making bi- really good plays, and he's in a great and a very uh, RB friendly offense. And I think Jameer Gibbs is a, I think he's an exciting uh, fantasy player to have on the squad. That was the number three I did not mention, and that was going to be my pick. So no, no arguments there. We definitely had an opportunity to see Gibbs shine, and when we did, he took full advantage with Montgomery back. He's still doing it. Very exciting. He's on the team with all the opportunities. They're going to run the shit out of the ball. That's what they do. And uh, and Gibbs is up is up for it uh, in the middle too, which I, I thought he was a strong runner. I thought, I yeah. thought for sure they were going to use him in a swift roll, more pass catcher type thing, and they're certainly doing that too. With outside of one game, they haven't done it a lot, and um, so there's a there's more there's more left in in uh, his potential for sure. It's uh, 
man, it starts to be kind of telling like how the top part of this rookie class really is when you have Gibbs being drafted here at four. I would have drafted him around three. Mm-hmm. And I know from league experience in trying to acquire Gibbs that it takes quite a bit and you're probably still not getting him. Like you can offer like a stud running back plus like guys, good guys, you know, like, and people are like, Nope, I'm hanging on to this young up and coming running back. It, you, it Gibbs is tough to get. So he's probably going to be RB three ish at what do you guys think going into next season? I know it's tough to predict how everybody's feeling because we're not talking about our own for this question, but where do you think Gibbs will be ranked kind of consensus going into dynasty startups next year, just among the running backs? RB two. Yeah. So, so we're talking about RB one and RB two here. That's crazy. Wow, we are. I was just looking at the names. I think you're right. You're both right. I didn't didn't think we'd be talking that way when we were talking about like Brees Young last year. And because then kind of it comes into that like Brees Young. There's a lot of people out there. Well, they're probably not listening to our show, but they're telling me McCaffrey needs to be somewhere in there. And I Mm -hmm. I agree. He's pretty cool. But (laughs) I I am an ageist. Um. (laughs) Yeah, man. So the more we talk about those swags, though, the more I feel like Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker were one and two last year. That that's was a, a good year point. Ago. Yeah, yeah kind of made me think. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, go try to buy could, some Kenneth Walker if you can. If you're could, out of contention, yeah, shoot. If you're in contention, see what yeah, you can Kenneth do. Walker is the man. And I took I was took Bre- uh, Jameer Gibbs over some QB needy teams because I did struggle with my CJ Stroud Bryce Young uh, Bryce Young evaluation and I felt like it might have been a little bit of a cop out here when I was making that decision but I just think Jameer Gibbs was that good of a player and I and I'm not regarding that and I think people yeah. forget how good like a a high scoring young running back what that can bring to a to actually scoring fantasy points and not just acquiring value and what that can do to change a team from a not a winning team to a contender yes. quickly is what a young explosive running back can do. I remember last year, um, Damian Pierce was after me. I had a lot of running back solid teams that just got added. Damian Pierce, like just added young running back, lower value, somebody you got in the second round or able to trade for and was like smashing for you last year. These young running backs are short fuses though. Sometimes. Yeah. I, I will say so much wh- fun till Fanero brought up Damian Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reminding people how quickly oh, it changes. I have a lot. Know? Yeah, I was I was there with you. How quickly it changes. Running backs are a pain in the they're bitches, man. They're tough. They're really really tough to work with. But I think he, Swag's yep, Swag's got it. I know what Dave's going to say. You need a lot of them, and they need to be young, and you, you know that he's got to keep working that young. You know, it's uh, it's tough to pass on. Like you know, Kamara is one of those guys, right? Like Kamara was just because he wasn't running between the tackles, was producing year after year after year. That's just so rare, so freaking rare. Um, then you have to worry about them getting hurt, which they do all the time. So I guess That's I'm next. A, the only negative for Gibbs has been the soft tissue injuries. That's the only negative we can say. Yeah. Yep. Finero, so this you are was, next. Yeah, this is a struggle at 105, to be honest. Um, and I think this is going to be a nice little 
chunk of players we can talk about, to be honest, because we might all have different players in different spots here at 105. But I'm going Jordan Addison, actually. And I was really struggling over him and JSN. I'm just going to take those points and certainty now that I'm getting. I know JSN looks real good. Actually, they're starting to bump him up now, this this, this past Thursday in particular. But I think um, for me, wide receiver 15 on the season as a rookie right now, looking pretty good and he's doing that with or without jefferson and uh, i know there's a lot of uncertainty there in minnesota right now that could be the argument against this for sure but i don't know how much certainty i have in seattle either i uh i the, my favorite part about that pick is it makes my next pick a little easier i've done that twice for you now um so <laughs> yeah i don't mind the jordan addison there i wasn't quite sure what i was going to do at this pick to this point with the way it's fallen Right. I like George Addison a lot. Um, he is currently my wide receiver one in this class. So, um, Dave, do you have anything to say about that before I make my pick? Yeah, I str- I think I have a lot of feelings. As you, this, echo what you guys said. The only the thing that is tricky with Jordan Addison, he's a lot of touchdowns can be a little fluky, especially for a player of his size. That's the only thing. Is like, hey. It, what would happen if he had half his touchdowns? Would we feel the same way about about Jordan? Mm. That's it. But I, but I, he also would have been my pick right here. So, um, okay. So I'm 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 up. <laughs> yes, you are. One hundred and six. I'm taking Sam Laporta. Ooh. I uh, I thought about this too before we were on the show, and I feel like this sort of contradicts, or it might feel like a contradiction to how I talk about tight ends sometimes but if you if you really think about it it's not because I mention all the time how the Kelsey's like those guys are the outliers and I feel like Laporta fits that I feel like in looking forward kind of sometimes how I build my teams like what I think they will be valued at in the future versus where they are today i think laporte is going to be one of those guys that i, I can kind of just feel so comfortable at tight end for years to come and just plug and play especially for how fluky that position is the the minimal amount of targets he's got this year was four and that was week four so i mean since then he's approached double digits numerous times like but i think like the average is probably what dave seven ish off the top of my head i'm not 100 sure no <laughs> sorry to do that to you Keep but on, no i'll get you in a second here so but for me sam laporta and what he's doing and how i think that offense is going to run through the run game and a, a lot of those short passes i think sam laporta is going to get the red zone looks and uh i think he's a tight end you can build your team around i i'd probably trade and man, my favorite position in to have like is like if I'm going one QB, it's easy running back early and often. But right now, there's a lot of those aging running backs I would be happy to trade out of to get to Sam Laporta just to really build my team around. I think that he could be a fixture on your dynasty teams. I'm not sure why Swags doubted himself because it was seven targets per game on the dot. So there he goes. Wow. That. I took a Damn. guess just from looking down. The I'm yeah. <laughs> Called quick math. It's tough to so, rank Laporta, honestly, where to slide him in because a lot of these wide receivers are similar and I think it, it is tough to because tight ends are just a different beast and but what he's doing as a rookie, Swags, I think you're right. I think what that can bring to a team 
is really impactful. And, and Kelsey and, and this year's Hawkinson owners can really testify to that. Yeah. So does that Stupid mean I'm up next? TJ Hawkinson on a bye week this week, though? <laughs> Carrying my Scott what Fishbowl What a jerk. Carrying. to the best of them. Dave. Yes, Dave, you're up. Are you, are you in the playoffs still? I am, yeah. I advanced. Uh, I'm uh, nice. Yeah, I'm doing pretty. I'm pretty sorry, well. I didn't know that. Not. It's okay. It's uh, man, and people listening may not realize like how how tough that is to do to be. So he's through the first round of Scott Fishbowl playoffs and moving on to the next. Um, how many of three thousand teams are you right now? Um, I, I think. 200 uh, well heading it maybe 500 now but like no i think i'm like the 200s i can't yeah, I nice know. man keep it up i know you're in the 300s. 300s okay yeah which is excellent dude like if you stay there to score big it's so like everyone thinks that this part's the hardest part now that the field is is lower and you're just doing points it you'll be amazed on how quick you can jump from 300 to 100 and then all of a sudden you're in a much smaller group again it gets it gets really crazy and exciting. I know Swags and I both have been there, and you start going, "Whoa, damn! I, I, I actually could win this in a group of three thousand. So three hundred or not, dude, you're close. You're tight. Trust me. Yeah, that's fun. A lot. It's based on rookie. You know, it's a rookie fever draft. Honestly, it's uh, C.J. Stroud, some players we haven't talked about yet, uh, some old favorites, and Brees Hall. Those a lot of those players are carrying nice. the squad. So nice. Uh, but uh, you know, it's fun. This is more of a, a gut take here, and and this is probably an unpopular take here, but I think he's the best player remain, remaining, and it's JSN. I think I, I, up until listening to a little bit of Fanero talk, like he hinted at it, uh, I, I just think Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best player here. I think he's got dealing with the most competition here once he has maybe one less here. Actually, a lot of these wide receivers, besides maybe Zay Flowers, has a lot of competition. Uh, I think that JSN is just going to be the – is, is the the next best player. And, and sometimes I got to just rely on the talent. And we're starting to see that the last three games he's being mute. He's not been used as this five yard dump off or gadgety type player. He's being pushed down the field more. And, to, and he has that in his repertoire. And I think he's just that good of a player. And, and I, I don't think that'll be by the end of the season. That will not be as maybe hot takey over some of the players that are still left to be are, are on the board. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like that's hot takey either. Now nah, and you knew I was debating between him and my last pick, so I'm not gonna not gonna falter for JSN. Uh, you did kind of show your cards. I didn't mention that, but you did kind of show your cards a little back there. <laughs> I might have shown my cards a little bit. I probably shouldn't do that in a draft. <laughs> when we talk about consensus, consensus will not agree with JSN. There are a lot of people who have t- really mother wide receivers over him. Mm, I'm not there, yeah. and especially a lot yeah. of the target, like a lot of people who love to play with numbers and, and fill around with spreadsheets, sure. Sure, sure, sure. are going to think that way. And, and sometimes there are producers still on this list yeah. for sure. Heavy producers as rookies right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Swags, when you picked Laporta, I was I was awful jealous, and we've talked about it on the show why. I don't own Laporta, and neither do you. Just about anywhere in all of our leagues, and it's a very sad thing. But the things that will make you feel better are your Kincaid shares. I'm very happy to pull Dalton Kincaid here in a consolation prize who, since Dawson Knox has been out, is tight end two. That is from week seven to week 12, where Laporta is nine. Kincaid has really turned it on since earning this role. I really would have a hard time, to be quite honest with you, gun to my head, who who I want more, Laporta or Kincaid. I'm still all in on Kincaid. Um 
Laporta pick at 106 is fantastic. I'm not saying I wouldn't have done the same thing just to own the fake share of him, to be honest, because he's he's a stud and he came out uh, with a 20 point game just this past week. That is Sam Laporta. But Kincaid is my pick here at 108. And he sniped me. I uh, can't let you have two. But that, I know, that's we're not who I would have teams. taken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's who I thought would fall to me here. Um, and, and he's got Josh Allen. Yeah, for it's nice, the man. foreseeable future. The w- the thing about Goff is I feel like he's going to be around, but we don't really mm-hmm. know. Fair. Yep. So I, I guess this here, like, everybody's going crazy anyway and w- wondering why we haven't taken Puka. But I yes. think for me, this is the spot. I feel really great about him falling here. I do think Puka is for real i don't think that it's with this class and what we have done in this draft i don't really think this is shade having him here i don't think it's bad to have him below addison and jsn some people might be thinking that way um we we might even see some amon ross st brown comparisons and as awesome as i think amon ross st brown is and he's for real we we know that today but it's not like we're drafting him wide receiver one overall, and there's reasons for that. Um, and other players have proven that as well, as awesome as Monroe St. Brown is. So I feel that same way about Puka. I think he's going to be a wide receiver that we're talking about for years to come. I think everything he's doing is for real. I think that people that drafted him in rookies drafts got an amazing value, and I think that that, that like, up uptick in value sometimes gets inflated when we're talking about or comparing these players to other players so as long and drawn out as that is um i don't think if like people are talking this way in like social media or something i don't think it's that crazy to have puka here i don't think it's being mean to puka is all i'm saying i I think that this is a fine spot to get puka that's who I struggled with JSN was was Puka because if you look at the numbers and, and the efficiency and all these things with Puka, his numbers really pop. He they pop in similar to the way that like you said, that's actually a really good comparison. Uh, Amon Ra and the, and the only thing that kind of I think needs to be said too with rankings. Sometimes you got to be careful of ranking players too much on their past performance. We're also trying to rankings are so, you have to try to predict the future as well. It's not just mm-hmm. what we're not just if we're going to just talk about what's happened. We might as well just do a sort them by fancy points and call it a day. No, mm-hmm. you're, we've got to think about projecting to the future. And for me, if you look at his his game steps, he's a lot of his scoring is really weighted in those first two weeks. Whereas he has a lot other weeks. I think his outside of his first two weeks is a lot more of what I think we're going to see from him, or is more the player he really is. Now, is that his ceiling we're seeing though? Is that that flash that we saw in those first is that his potential feeling ceiling moving forward into or in a year or two. That's that I think that's what you have to weigh there. And I think Puka is is a great pick here. And I and I I hated not drafting him when I came to the JSN pick. And yeah. I guess it's up to me next, right? I'm up. Yeah, so then just the, then the transition. I actually thought I don't about know if taking we this made guy. This easy or hard for you at this pick here? There's a, a few few good names on the list still. Well, this guy I thought about taking it one-on-one because I know he really meets Swags' definition of the ideal wide receiver. He's 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 a really big, young-bodied wide receiver. You know, he's not. He's like built like a what? He's built like a like a, a truck. You know, he's he's not he's not this like little gadgety player. And and that is is Nathaniel Tank Dell, uh, and that is 
you know, he's got the, but in all seriousness, no, I, I know that's uh, not necessarily Swag's guy, but 904 you know, he, yards on the season. Yeah. That's sick. Attached to the 101 in, in, uh, in a quarterback, right? Yeah. I did eat so some crow on our Thanksgiving show for Tank Dell, Dave. So, I don't know. He's a tough one for me at this point, but man, he's he's it's doing tough. it. No, it is week tough. in, week out. I mean, I, I he's an older player too, and and he didn't. You know, he, I think he was a really. You had to be really into yeah. the weeds of, as a film watcher. Uh, I think he he's just. A, I think he's the real deal. I you know it's tough when he's a little bit of a field stretcher. You, it's tough to be getting the, the consistent production he is getting for what, such a high A dot, but he's attached to CJ Stroud and. It, what we're seeing, it's tough to deny what we're seeing. I think going right here, you can make an argument over some other players we've talked about, but I think right here is, is a great spot for him, and, and you can feel comfortable grabbing, uh, ranking him here. I like that when when Fernero said he's built like a, and you wouldn't yeah. even say a tank. <laughs> he said a truck. <laughs> a large truck, armored. It's like a truck. <laughs> I like served yeah, that it was, up. Too, it was too good. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. perfect. That I, that I just whiffed on that one. <laughs> I'm also going to go after one of um, Swag's favorite players in this year's draft, and and I'm gonna I'm not going to do it because it's one of Swag. He's one of Swag's favorite players. I'm actually going to do it because this is a really tough spot. Like I'm looking at the names here, and there's a lot of like, yeah, maybe if this or he's kind of small, maybe this will happen. So I'm just going to go with the QB again. I'm going to go Bryce Young. I know that uh, this is not the expectation that we have for Bryce Young. Um, I'm going to give him that 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 rookie season to to find his place and uh, and mature a little bit next year. Hopefully, build the team a little bit more around him next year as well. And uh, again, super flex. I hate to I hate to just throw that out there, but like it's it's mainly because no one's jumping off the page for me right here. I, I do have one name, but I'm not going to make the foolish mistake and mention it again. Um, I don't hate that spot at all, though. I mean, eleven he's fallen to right. at this point. The one hundred one in rookie yeah. drafts fell to eleven. Um. And yeah, I have some concerns. I I, I, do I don't too. know where I, I would have drafted too. Bryce in this, just with the way this has fallen. Um, with yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I think we Dave talked about tears. I think we're we're there. Uh, I'll, I'll say this: I have one league that's stupid because it has a trade deadline, and I have Bryce Young in that league. Yeah, and. I can't think of another player I wish I could trade more, but I don't think it's going to hurt me at this point to have him through the offseason because I think he's going to still be given every opportunity coming to next season, and I think that I'll have plenty of windows to get rid of him. But that is what I want to do is get rid of him. I think we could have a whole show on on Bryce Young, to be honest. I think think he has the worst situation besides – be maybe Mac Jones has a worse situation as as far as a quarterback is concerned. Maybe there's a couple other ones, but the offensive line sucks. The the what the weapons suck. I actually think he's. I actually when I watch him, I think he's making some solid plays and making the right reads, the right decisions. I just don't think the production is there, and that's what we're most disappointed about is the production. But I think as far as QB's play is concerned, evading pressure, making his reads, making some throws, and I think his throws have been a little a little more inaccurate than that you would like to see. But I actually think he's 
for what he's dealing with, I think he's doing well. I also struggle where to rank him. He's a hold. This is I know it's a, a losing value for me, but he's a hold for me if I, he's on my team because I just think the idea of him his value rebounding is so high. He's if my team stinks, I think he's a worthwhile investment to try to get that Laurie pick that could maybe accrue value exponentially. And I also think the the biggest concern with all that that I've said so far about my positive part of, of Bryce Young is I don't know how it's going to get better because they don't have a first round pick. Their offensive line sucks. Their weapon sucks. How are they going to make those changes? And they have no coach. It's really tough to see a situation improving for Bryce Young. That's the biggest concern I have. Whereas, you know, Tua, when he was kind of like, he actually had a decent rookie year, but when people were down on Tua, you could see optimism and how they could get there. I don't, it's tough to see that. What are they going to add a Tyree kill to, to this team? Like how, how are they going to get there to make the situation better for Bryce Young? Yeah. That's all fair. That that I mean, I guess for me, I, I think that's more than fair. Those are those are some of my biggest concerns is how long will it take because there's such a short fuse on quarterbacks now. But I think Swags had mentioned it, the value where they picked and what they did, all that. They're gonna give them next year. I'm not worried about next year at all. But you're not either. You're saying, well, next year you can't fix all these wounds. I think I, I agree with you that that's there. But I've also seen in the NFL teams that I considered as bad as the Carolina Panthers get really good the following year. And I don't know how the hell they did it. Um, so I can't, I can't GM this for you on how it's going to happen. Um, I just, I'm going to go with what swag said this late, a QB uh, with the upside that he had, where he was drafted in this draft and the names I'm looking at, I gotta go here for the upside of him figuring it out in year two. And for the record, I was not disagreeing with you. I'm just kind of voicing yeah. like my whole thought process. I totally agree with why you, taking this guy. Uh, yeah, I get it. And why he totally so agree with That's you. It. Yeah. You make me feel stinky about my pick. And that means no. it's just so much of it's true. You know what I mean? Like everything you're saying, like Carolina has a lot of problems. Like it would be different if like they were DJ Moore, for example, away from, you know, being good. They're not. And uh, in fact, they, they made sure to get rid of that. So it's, it's tough to, um, it's tough to feel really great about it, but you know, I can, I can, I can sit there and say the same thing swag said is he's going to retain his value. And uh, if I can see some signs, uh, maybe I could I could uh, get a little excited about him in the offseason again. High rookie draft picks, like a high NFL rookie draft picks, a quarterback who they get better. They're like all, a cost board, completion percentage, uh, yards per target. They consistently get a small bump from year one to year two. So I think we're still going to see that regardless of the situation and just maturity and seeing more of those NFL defenses. So that's just, I think that's, we're going to see a small bump regardless. And I think people are going to get, you know how the offseason works. People are going to hype up, right? They're like, all right, year two, like they're going to start looking at his old college clips that people, there will be a value bump back for, for Bryce Young. Yeah, I agree with that here. I'm I'm taking, uh, I'm kind of surprised I'm the guy to be taking Zay Flowers here. I don't want to gush about Flowers at all. Um, He's definitely not my guy. He has proven his place in the NFL, though, and I think he has a very safe floor. To get him at 12 surprises me a little bit, but I think it also makes sense, and I don't want to be a broken record, but it speaks volumes to how good this rookie class has actually been. But, yeah, Zay Flowers here. Coming into this rookie season, um, Swags would have been saying that he's in an offense that isn't going to throw enough. Um, I, I would have said a lot. He's a little undersized. But he I, he's proven a, a pretty safe floor. And 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I, eating a little crow, I feel like, on this pick. But, again, I'm not going to gush about him. I don't want to make it feel like I'm going over the top, like go out and get Zay Flowers. But I think to get him here at 12 is is really pretty nice for what I'm building here. Oh, I'm not building a team. But I'm not no. building a team. But you're not. <laughs> From a pure numbers perspective, and in my rankings for the show sheet, I had Zay Flowers over JSN. Like I think that's how I had him ranked, just based on the numbers and his production and some predict some more sticky stats compared to just my hey, I think we're starting to see it from JSN and his college profile. So Zay Flowers, I also wasn't as high on as other people, but I think he is definitely bet where people got him in rookie drafts. They have to be incredibly happy. Um, and uh, it goes here does not reflect on how good of a rookie season is. I think we could say this is one of the best wide receiver classes we've had in a while. Now, the prototypes aren't there. We're not seeing the mm-hmm. the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chases, that type of wide receiver. But as far as production is concerned, and we haven't even talked about some wide receivers yet, there's some really eye-popping yeah. numbers we're seeing from these wide receivers. So with that said, you guys want to go one more? One more I pick? definitely no, want more. another pick. I yeah. definitely want another pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely want to. Dave, bit. please pick his guy. <laughs> I'm going to go Josh Downs here. I think he's, he's over 20% target share. He's doing it with a Michael Pittman in that offense. He's not the best quarterback play. Uh, uh, and I think the, if he is a little bit low touchdown percentage, but what he's doing as a rookie season, what if that you stack up historically, it's very impressive what we're seeing here. And that's and the, the size concerns, and he is a high high slot percentage i think it's in the 80 percent of slot percentage uh that's just off of memory here but uh yeah 82 percent slot percentage which is incredibly high so he is a really a one not one trick pony but he is a slot receiver and to get you know at 201 that's that's a pretty i, I feel pretty happy with picking that type of wide receiver here another little guy another little guy role player just um out there doing it like just over and over earning targets with Pittman. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's like, I mean, it, it really seems like Minshew has has an eye for those two. And that's about it. Right. Like he's just going to feed those two. And and, and while Pittman's getting, I think he's averaging 12 targets a game to be quite honest. Um, Pittman that is downs is eating too, which is fantastic, right? This is what the role player needs is a Pittman. So great situation. Um, You know, I like Richardson coming back. Um, I think Downs was still doing well with Richardson in, I believe. Um, Love the pick, but you did not snipe me. There are probably some people who are screaming right now saying, I cannot believe this player has not been taken yet. Yeah, there's probably. uh, Yeah, there's two. And I would say there's 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 one clear player with a bigger name and I'm not going there. I'm actually going to go with uh, coming off of his breakout game, Rasheed Rice. Um, Ten targets he earned in that game caught eight of them over 100 yards and a touchdown truly his coming out party uh been talking about rushy rice um and how kansas city has slowly been making them their their wide receiver one he's getting the volume just as this one game i get it but i've seen this coming we've been talking about it i think um, it doesn't turn into Tyreek Hill. I'm not going there, but I'm I'm, I'm certainly happy to get Rashi Rice at 202 um, attached to Patrick Mahomes. And I think what's going to have happen for uh, Rashi Rice is going to have a nice second half of the season. Right now, he has more fantasy points than Zay Flowers, um, than uh, the aforementioned uh, Downs, and I think 
uh, all of that is happening here in the later states, later stages of the season. And I'm, I'm optimistic that that will increase for them because they need it. The, the Kansas City desperately needs a go-to wide receiver. And he delivered. And let's see. I'm excited. I'm excited for him. And I'm excited uh, to see a little bit more uh, funneled his way. All right. So you leave me closing this out. I can think mm-hmm. of all the players that you guys were referring to that haven't been mentioned and the players that the listeners are screaming about um, coming into this like last three picks here. When I asked if you guys wanted to go one more pick, I had like three in mind. So I knew mm-hmm. that you guys could safely pick and I would right. have one, of them. one left and two of them are still there. Damn. So me too. One of yeah. them's not even going to be mentioned. <laughs> well, he will be, but I'm I'm going to do like so. I thought this out really quick. I'm taking Will Levis, mm. and um, in a quarterback needy situation, super flex, which we did here. I I would want something on top of it, but if I couldn't get it, I would give you my Devin A. Chain for Will Levis. So because I feel like I would make that trade in a a quarterback needy situation, I am ah, grossly taking Will Levis here at 15. The concerning part for me, and Dave, I can see you looking at some numbers. I don't have those numbers. So, but the concerning part for me, I thought you were, you don't have to, um, is like, he hasn't really moved up like we just let him fall to 203 and that's a round where he was probably being taken in our rookie drafts this year the fact that he hasn't gained much like allure to even us three here it, it kind of feels gross but i feel like as on the team that i need him on i feel like i have to make this pick over a chain as crazy as people think i sound i do have i i have i don't know i'm i'm just not into a chain that much still i don't know i i have a lot of concerns i feel like there's a better chance that the titans stick with will levis than the dolphins need to stick with devon a chain the injuries are concerned with devon a, devon 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 uh, whatever his name is devon H Achan, whatever, however you pronounce it. I know it's not A chain, um, but you can't say insane yeah. in the A chain if it's not A chain. Yeah, that's a good point. It yeah. just, <laughs> I think there's a very real situation where Raheem Moser is really producing. Why would they give a huge, like a, a huge workload to 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 Achan, and then on top of that, why like? That he's operating on extreme uber efficiency, and he's doing it without even catching the ball. He's doing it on pure rushing uber efficiency. That is really hard to bank on. I mean, I'm seeing places he's he's a top seven dynasty running back right now, and he's falling out of the second round or out of the first round for us. And I'm not even a huge snob. I had I was I'm all in on freaking Jameer Gibbs, and yeah. I I have a lot. I actually have a decent amount in redraft of Devon H H N, and it's. He's been a tough player. He's been a tough player to, to actually start. You know, if he have him best ball, phenomenal. But when you have to actually put him in there in games that matter, yeah. it is tough to do it. You have to make the choice to start him over hypothetical Gibbs or something yeah. like that. Like you're actually making these choices and banking on his ceiling. That's tough. And we're doing it for what? Three games? Yeah. You're, like there's three games that we're seeing here that he's he's been the three games. Yeah, so that's what gets games. Me. Yeah. Yep. 
But I, you know, that being said, he could be a huge payoff. Like, who knows? He could just go in, then smash the rest of the season after we record this and make us look like idiots. So, yeah. There's actually one more player that I that I have that I think he's yeah. So, but well, you go yeah. ahead and wrap this up yeah. with your player. And, I think it's, um, yeah. and that's fine. I'm I'm I, I'm good though. I don't know if yeah. What's number sixteen? Jaden Reed for me. Mm, I think he's probably the best wide receiver on the Packers right now. I think he's that, and I, and that's saying I actually am a big. Wow. I think Dobbs is a really good wide receiver. I think Christian Watson has his has eye. his eye. His yeah, eye. I think yeah. Jaden Reed. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, but I think Jaden Reed, what he's doing as a rookie with that much competition, he's had like dealing with Christian Watson, dealing with with. Uh, Dubs for combustion and his quarterback play and what he's been able to do. They want he they're using him as a playmaker. They're giving him the ball in handoffs. He's being used in the red zone. He scored some touchdowns. He has been excited. You look at his production. You look at other historical rookie wide receivers. It's exciting. Like what he is doing is, is exciting. Uh, and I, he's a player that I really like to have to uh, to try to get th- early on get thrown on. But now he's he's produced more. He's not necessarily a throw in here. But based on how far he fell in this draft. You could still be getting him in trades, regard um, in in some bigger deals, just based on how far down the rookie list he got for us. Yeah, Dave. And then consensus A chain's probably next, right? At two hundred five, like just to kind of call it, since we mentioned oh, his yeah. name several times. I actually thought we'd already talked. I already figured that we'd already. Yeah, talked, but yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, Dave, one player you can't do um, Anthony Richardson because you already kind of expressed a little bit of your dismay there but one player you want to move up or down this list a little bit mm, either way love that love that uh gosh i don't ha- honestly i feel pretty i feel pretty good about this list uh i i actually don't have any complaints M- maybe i would not have taken kincaid as high as you guys i think he's a really good wide or tight end uh but just because i like some of the wide receivers a little better but i don't ha- no i actually really am happy with how this turned out Feverish. Same all I, question. Yeah. All I got, and I and I was thinking about this, Swags, when we saw A-Chain down here at 204, 205, um, was that I drafted him at 111 mm. without seeing yeah. three really big games. So that's going to be my pick. My pick's going to be that I think A-Chain needs to be a little higher than 205 just because, like, I did that unsight unseen, right? Like, we knew how small he was and all this stuff. He's, we knew Mostert was going to be there. All It was probably – it was his value should have been lower to – be quite honest pre-draft and i picked them at 111 in a super flex so i feel like that, that, if we that's gotta be erase me. what they've done i don't think it's crazy that roshan johnson ends up with a better nfl career than devin a chain it just sounds done. crazy that it was said <laughs> <laughs> but, um yeah i'm kind of the same this is a tough one i asked the damn it's question and i'm like yeah I think I'm going to post it and just uh, find out uh, what uh, Twitter thinks uh, we either missed or all they're going to mention on. is no Devin A chain. They're yeah. going to uber focus on that. I, that's my bad. <laughs> but get, but I, I do think you should post it. I do think you should post it. Yeah, I'll definitely post um, it. Maybe even JSN will, fever. JSN will probably want them down further. I could see. Yeah, I think it's I think it's valuable conversation. So. Feverish, maybe um, from rookie fever, and then tag all three of us. You got it. That, it's it's a right. it's a solid list. Like like um, Spaceman said, I, I'm looking down it, and I'm like, hmm. Other people should see it. It's pretty solid. This class got a little bit of hate. There was people disappointed with this class heading into it. There was not as much hype as in other other, cla- other years. And this was thought to be a down year. And you look at this and how how deep we went in that 
this is a this is a really good rookie class. Yeah, it's just not god level that everybody thought it was in twenty two. There aren't the prototypes. I think we're yeah. missing the the prototypical you know, players. Bijan hasn't hit the way we want him to hit. We don't have a Jamar Chase or that type of wide receiver in this like that prototype, and we don't have uh, outside of CJ Stroud. I guess. Oh, and I. You know, I, yeah, I think that's about it. And, but then you have Laporte, you have Kincaid. I was going to yeah. say, those tight ends almost make up for the, the not having a wide receiver one. I mean, Puka is pretty damn close. He's flirting with it. I'm, you know, uh, to, yeah. Who has more, more fantasy points by the end of the year, Puka or Dell? Puka. Yeah, sure. Puka. I think Dell still has some grounds to make up. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Not not to mention, like, continuing, like, a, a pattern that he hasn't had. <laughs> he has to make a new pattern <laughs> to be able to actually take. I mean, are you talking about like with what they have before yeah. to the end yep. or yep. if yep. before and after. slate? Yeah, Puka's I'm going to go straight 20 points ahead. He's right now. already. Well, Only forget 20. points. Yeah. yeah. Did I say points or did I say yards? Oh, okay. Because no. yards, I'll never catch up on you, right? Like, well, maybe not never, but Puka's like a full 200 above. I'm gonna go with no. Puka. I'm gonna go. What, well, what did I, what did I say? Fantasy points or, or yards? Because fantasy points. I don't know. I'll I go with Del. Puka on both. All right, nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold on to the Dell. That's just amazing. Hold we're talking about Del. that. It's amazing. We're talking about that's third and fourth round rookie picks, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yep. Third and fourth round rookie picks, and we're talking about how both of them are fighting for wide receiver one in a very very excellent class, and then on top of that, overall, they're not doing too bad either. So. Mr. Rookies Dave are paying more and more. Oh, yeah. Thanks a ton for coming on. What were you gonna say? I think rookie, rookie rookies are being more and more relevant in redraft. These pl- like we're just seeing it right now. Mm-hmm. Just how written some of these players are NFL ready the second they come into the league. Yeah, and heavy passing offenses and mm-hmm. lots of flags and and <laughs> it's just different than it was. I, I think that more offenses can give two wide receivers enough opportunity more so than they could have 10 sure. years ago. Fair enough. And the rules are protecting smaller wide receivers. That that's Yeah. Yep. And defenses too because the way they're playing they're they're protecting over the uh, these against these big plays and that's allowing these small wide receivers to to get a little more action uh in the short to intermediate part of the field. Yep. Dave, do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts, guys. I, this this went by too fast. Like uh, my final thought was, is like I didn't want to stop drafting. I didn't want to stop talking about these rookies. Uh, and I think that these values will change by the end of the season. I, I think if we people were to redraft this by the end of the season, I think a lot of things will change. And I, or maybe even redraft by the maybe in May if they were to redraft them, how much mm-hmm. it will change after the NFL draft. Yeah, I agree. Thanks a ton for coming on. Sorry, the show has to end. We need to make this happen more often, though. Definitely. Thanks for coming on, Sick. Yeah. In the X Twitterverse, he is at FF underscore Spaceman. My beautiful partner at Artvart TV. And I am at Swagzilla0G. This is at Rookie Fever. We are Rookie Fever-ish. And, and we are out. Yeah, I get a fever that's so hard to bear Rookie fever When you kiss me Fever when you hold me tight Fever In the morning Fever all through the night